HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to A Taste of the Past. I'm Linda Palaccio, and I'll be your host for this half hour on Heritage Radio Network. And today we're sponsored by The Barter House. The Barter House is a proud supporter of Heritage Radio Network. The Barter House works with family vineyards and small bottlers from around the world to bring only the finest and most flavorful wines to market. To learn more about Barter House, please visit them on the web at thebarterhouse.com. Today, I took advantage of a, a special PR opportunity <laughs> and um, invited as my guests Trevor Gulliver and Fergus Henderson. Trevor Gulliver and Fergus Henderson opened St. John Restaurant in Smithfield in London. And for those of you who don't know um, St. John Restaurant, and I can't imagine you don't, what you do know is that Fergus Henderson is the man behind the so-called kind of cult movement of nose-to-tail cooking, or cooking of the whole beast. Now, what happened this morning, they're here to make a major announcement. Welcome, Trevor. I'm glad you're here. Good day. Fergus could not make it because he's in the kitchen. As we say, lunch comes first, and there was a, yep, yeah, he's in the yeah. kitchen now. Well, he's cooking with Jonathan Waxman at Barbudo Restaurant in Manhattan. So if you are in, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are in New York City and uh, happen to be um, around Jane Street in Washington, you can poke your nose in and peek around the corner at Barbuto. It's all open and cap and maybe capture a glimpse of Fergus standing yeah, back there. Um, but we, we're so sorry he can't be with us, but we're thrilled that you're here, Trevor, because you and Fergus have been together for quite some time doing this uh, restaurant project, right? Since 1993? Yeah, uh, yeah 93, opened in 94. And when you first opened St. John Restaurant, did... I mean, did Fergus know at that time, he was he already into the whole beast, the nose-to-tail cooking thing? Well, excuse me asking, answering on Fergus's behalf, but as he would say, you know, he has a common sense, and we have a common sense approach to what we do. And that old quote about when he said, well, if you knock the animal on the head, it only seems to be common sense and politeness to eat it all. Yes. That's um, <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, everyone says, well, he's, you know, nose-to-tail um, sums up his ethic of cooking, but... I think he would also say, as you just said, common sense and authenticity and yeah, politeness I, to the I would I would say it kind of differently because he's my chum and I can say a bit more than his modesty. But, um, you know, to do the simple things is very difficult. 
So there is, you know, all those days, years ago, it's funny being here. And I think in Smithfield, at sort of about 7, 8 o'clock at night, particularly in the winter, they turned all the, the street lighting down by about 75%. Mm. So it was kind of, and maybe in those days we were finding ourselves, um, what, what can I going to say this? We, um, we were a lot rougher than when we started, yeah. um, if that's right. But yeah. enough, we, we met because I just, um, we did this thing called the fire station with another chum and then someone offered us money for it. Sounds terrible, Mammon. And, um, and then our Olive Oil man said, you should meet Fergus at the French house. So through lunch and dinner then... He and his wife were cooking at the French house yeah, at that time, right? Yeah, and then yeah. we looked at the building and, and it was kind of a rough area. And in a way, as Smithfield has changed, maybe um, we've changed. Um, uh, we've got some problems with the building sorted out after all these years. But what remains the same is the fact that it's common sense. It's the stuff about seasonal and the hip things you read about, or the popular, depends around the world in terms of the words, seasonal. And we go, well, why wouldn't it be seasonal? Exactly. Um, local. Well, only when it can be local, and it's good. Um, there's not a lot of olive oil in the UK. Um, you know, so it's that it's the, the, all those things which to us seem obvious. It seems obvious to bake your bread in the morning. It seems obvious to that to us then that you know the, the food that was provided by what was becoming the world food industry was not. And we always liked lunch. Yeah. We were only doing what we actually enjoyed. So. Well, um, just to give a little background to our listeners, if they're not familiar with the Smithfield area, that Smithfield is home in London is the home to the oldest and longest running meat market right oh yeah it goes about back. 800 years oh yeah yeah in fact even longer they'll tell you really so that's and, their meat packing district so you love the idea that the hospital st bart's very famous hospital i think opened i don't know some would say 600 a.d but it was definitely <laughs> opened by 900 a.d and of course it's a bit like barbers and butchers and and surgeons the the link so of course you you might have the hospital next to where they're next chopping their arms chop up by, mis- fingers, by mistake right, yeah, right. but it, it yeah. i mean i know even when i was there oh i don't know about five years ago to eat at the restaurant it was at night it's pretty dark and pretty empty or it was then it's probably oh, yeah. become more chic now i don't know but uh, and there is now a significant number of restaurants and stuff which is great you know yeah. i mean um there is a bit of a worry that why on earth should um food and service industries become the new um, street culture but then again a good ref- a good restaurant represents the street outside its door, so it probably is a good thing. That's true. Well, you see yeah. it in in areas of Manhattan, of course, yeah. all the time as well. Yeah. Meat packing district and in, in, uh, and those Soho Brits turn up and do Soho House, don't there they? There you go. <laughs> 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 um, I, actually, we we're talking about authenticity and and what seems natural. The nose to tail cooking moniker, of course, came I don't know before or after, but nose to tail eating actually. Um, when Fergus published the book, The Whole Beast, yeah. um, Nose to Tail, Eating, in 99? Yeah, the original original version was 99. 99. Yeah. And the original version was actually Nose to Tail, Eating, uh, a British way of yes. cooking, right? Yeah, it was. We uh, apparently, the powers that be in publishing in this, in this part of the world thought it would be a bit too tough, that kind of, so it got changed to The Whole Beast. Well, what happened when it was published is that it indeed set off a movement. I, I mean, why chefs around the world literally flocked to that way of cooking, of using every part of the, not that a lot of chefs didn't anyway, but even more so um, decided to, to ascribe to this type of um, thrift, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I using every part of the animal and, and discovering new ways and new cuts. There's a, th- a thing about, uh, about cooking. I was talking to someone recently. It, it can be th- when food changed in London, 
and it was sort of driven by hotels and hotel chefs, etc., etc., etc. And you wouldn't get people from out, outside that discipline, and it was food and beverage, and kind of like not it was a trade. It was not came, didn't often come with a lot of respect. And you had kind of people from all different kinds of things made have made their money in rock and roll, or you know, hopefully not in Lehman Brothers. But you had <laughs> different people and different and and women to him, and, and and all of a sudden we kind of realised that we're all making the same music. And we're doing it in odd buildings, not classically trained. So a lot of those people, and you know, now we now we now we have the media of food that is everywhere. That's right. Um, well, then that's yeah. interesting too, because Fergus was not classically trained. He was not. He's no, not, not really trained. trained chef. He's self taught, self taught, or inspired by his mother, yeah. which I love to hear. Yeah. <laughs> inspired by his mother, um, and a little bit about St. John when you first saw him. it. Was it not? It was an old smokehouse. Yeah, it was. It was. It last smoked in 1967. It was an adjunct to the um, to the market, uh-huh. and in fact, we had five smoking towers and one separate, which was gammon, which is a different cure. Do you remember the days of pineapple and gammon? That do you remember that kind of dish used to get all around the world. Oh <laughs> no, little, but okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I've had it. I've had it here years ago. Okay, I was. So I just drove past Peter Luger's, and I was oh, the driver. The last time I went there was 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm only I'm only 35. Yes, actually. right. There you Sorry, go. we have to qualify. Yeah. <laughs> well, just as the dishes, I mean, what's interesting is is um, uh, its dishes at St. John arrive with very little embellishment. I mean, this food really speaks for itself, which is another yeah. you know type of movement. Don't do sauces. Yes, except that. Well, except what it's perhaps nestled in the vegetables and the in yeah, yeah. the reduction and of of the of the piece of meat that you're eating. What I was interested in, and I just talked to somebody um, the other day who said, um, from the James Beard Awards, uh, said, well, we just ate at lunch at St. John, and I didn't eat as much pork as I expected I would. <laughs> when I was there, I didn't eat even as much meat as I thought I would. What was interesting is I was so thrilled, and this is, our, what, five, six years ago, I ate parts of plants that I've never eaten before. Brussels sprouts, leaves, the leaves of the Brussels sprout plant. Well, now you can find it on menus oh, all no, over no, the Hang on now. You can actually pay money for it. That's we, right. We used to scavenge it from, <laughs> from, the, from the markets. <laughs> but that's what I thought was interesting. It was the whole, Fergus's whole philosophy, that it was the whole part of the animal, the whole part of the plant. Yeah, it, I, I try to change um, we do quite a good meat green salad, you know, and we do cook fish, and we have vegetarian customers because they get decent vegetables. Why, My daughter why, why was saying they? she said I I had crab. She said yeah, I didn't have meat. Do, I mean, a lot of these things, and langoustines tend to be on every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe we we should blame our dear friend Tony Bourdain for his use of the word zeitgeist and stuff. That's right. Well, the, and know. I mean he and Anthony Bourdain being a, a great um, PR person for, <laughs> yeah, exactly. for Fergus. Yeah. I mean he called. We love you, Tony. No, yeah, nose to tail. <laughs> The bi- a new chef's Bible. Yeah. I mean, and perhaps it had to do with the pig on the cover. You know, the, the yeah, people said, "Oh, I guess that I guess that means all the parts of the pig." Well, which indeed are used. Well, it's a bit like a sign outside a shop. It's quite handy if it tells you what's inside. Because right. people react <laughs> vis- to a visual stimulus. And of course, there are recipes for crispy pig's tails and ears and a lovely snouts. Dish. And, See, children, yeah. you know this thing about crispy, you give them crispy pigtails and they got the crunch on the outside and they're kind of, mmm, kind of scrummy gelatinous in the middle. So you can see kids going... Yeah. That's really quite good. The only thing yeah. that kind of turns me off is that you have to use a big razor to shave it before you cook it. <laughs> that that would get to me. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting because um, it, one every part of the animal, as, as Fergus, I think the quote was attributed to Fergus. It could have been yours. I don't know. No, but, no, it would be Fergus. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, and he said that nearly every part of every animal we eat is a delicious treat waiting for the hands of a patient cook to prepare it. Well, and this pretty much sums up him and his patients. Because I mean, yeah. it does take a long time to cook some of these parts. I mean, you know, you really have well, to bring, uh, out the, bring out the tenderness and the flavor. Right? There's the answer. I mean, I, you come from, I come from sort of a generation where um, there'd be a Dutch oven. It's probably the same piece of um, and casseroles. Mm-hmm. I remember my mother would cook and it would be left in the oven. And you'd cut it up and come up. If you came home from school, that was, your, that was your, your dinner. So that kind of the idea, it's like we've lost skills that we had. It's, yeah, it's just like we've forgotten. Well, the same thing. We've been with looking the, over the wrong fence. Exactly, and know. the same thing with the yeah. with the nose to tail. I mean, it's almost a f- yeah. back to the farm movement yeah. because if you grew up on a farm, you did not waste yeah. any part of any animal you butchered. I mean, that well, it's, was, well, it's 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 the same thing. in if you take Central Europe, um, the value in that pig that was such a fantastic animal in terms of the things it ate, and you know, once the snows came, if you're up in the Alps. That valley shut down, and the pig you slaughtered, you would see you through. That's right. The fat also, included. Save the fat. <laughs> and also the reason there's things like fondue, and they put bread in and cheese, because they didn't waste there wasn't anything. anything else, I've yeah. never been sure about fondue. <laughs> <laughs> I've never of, lived r- in the mountains. Stale bread and rinds <laughs> yeah. of cheese, yeah, right? That's right yeah. <laughs> um, how, what, was the, what was the initial public reaction? Well, you say you were a little rougher in, in the nose-to-tail concept sort of developed after the restaurant opened or it was, it was a, from the get-go? Fergus is, you know, he's, um, he has a, has a pretty clear vision. Um, and we don't like, and same with, with myself, we don't like artifice, artifice, we don't like decoration. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to go and meet the man that makes the wine if we like his wine, buy it. Um What's, it's nothing you know, it's, it's, it's everything to do with commercialism but it's actually you know you want to eat what you want to eat and mm. in a way we're very lucky we do what we do and there's enough people and in a way I should say we didn't we you just had to have rigour when we started you just have broad shoulders and eventually if it takes I will say five six years to create a good restaurant at least because we have people that only come once a year and is that well especially, and that's why especially if you live so stateside and, you but can they, only yeah, come but they, but they come because of what we do they don't mm-hmm. come because we have an international menu mm-hmm. they don't come and now they come because so many of them are old friends they come in with a smile on their face we love them because without them we don't exist repeat, so, cost, you know, repeat business it's a love yeah. thing but so it is quite true and then that becomes a restaurant that does what it says it does and you know, to me, it's instant. Add water, and it'll, it'll turn out. It'll be an Italian restaurant. So, what are we doing today? What mall are we in? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or somebody yeah. has an idea. I've always wanted to cook French. Well, that's an it's, it's an idea. Right. But in terms of you know a philosophy that is is careful, it doesn't sound too grand. But you know, there is an element of stubbornness. You know, and if at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be tough for the first few years. It should be tough. You know, and it is. Um, you know, we do what we do. Well, it, and that even holds true to the the building itself and and the decor of the restaurant uh fergus has a background training in architecture and you go into the restaurant and i wasn't really quite sure i'd seen pictures i'd read you know you know pr accounts of it and all about publicity about it but i was quite stunned when i walked in it's it's architecturally it's it's gorgeous but it's very plain it's kind of like being in a white clean butcher shop with I can give no you a refectory <laughs> or someone said an abattoir yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is it is very it's it lets the walls speak for themselves and yeah and it's funny it's again that, that kind of thing where in a way if you oh, careful what I say about all our friends are designers and architects <laughs> if you if you have to 
get someone in to do do to translate or come up with ideas in a way you you can't thought through what you want and it, and it's it's a bit like you know the hotel project or doing bread and wine which took us nine years after the first in john now bread and wine yeah. is is where you've moved the um, bakery. the bakery yeah. um, not far away actually no, no, no. in spitalfields right but that was a, we moved the bakery then people sort of walked in and we could have had it sort of dark we'd be like a tea shop and pick, we like the idea you can buy your bread on the way home and maybe have a glass yes, of wine yes. that's a very civilized way about going right and then people came and used it as a restaurant so that's what it's become and it struggles to produce all the bread now but you know it's it's it was a building and it's, it's this funny way where people start the trigger for doing something um, for us is isn't we should open another one or we are a brand God, we hate that word. Mm. Um, although that pig logo although, and all that, yeah, I, know, I, understand yeah. that. I understand that. I understand that. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, yes, <laughs> we right. need customers too. Yeah, right. uh, don't look, at, don't yeah. look a gift horse in the mouth, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, I, 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 it's a slight digression. But you know, um, we have a, a, a chopping block, butcher's block, and we take um, wherever we can the whole animal in. Mm-hmm. And through the discussions, will be what we're doing. Whether that goes into brine, whether you know, and then the, but the guys and the girls that are working there are learning all those skills, which is so hard to do. So in terms of the, the building and how that was done, and it made sense to us, common sense again, don't want to decorate it, we're not going to put a, a set of, of oars on it and call it Rolox or something, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, uh, and it wasn't, you know, distressed, stonewashed or anything else. We just loved the space. The space speaks for itself because the whole big high ceilings. You Finding the, the configuration in that weird building was very difficult. Now it looks like it... Well, it's just perfectly done. Exactly, like it, you know, but, yeah. um, And it's called St. John because of it's the road it's on, on yeah, St. John. It's, right. it's, um, it's the thing about the when we did this thing, the fire station, years ago. And someone said, why do you call it the fire station? Because I said, because it's the fire station. <laughs> and people know where it is. And, it's, and the idea of, you know, um, even the naming of a restaurant, it, it tells you something. Yeah. And okay, I, again, well, which brings yeah, me to, yeah. to your reason for being stateside this not that we do press then Oops, no. <laughs> and we've got to get a little uh a little pr in here as you say you don't like you don't like to use pr agents and, and companies and you like to do it all yourself still part of the authenticity well, that's the, again that's the philosophy, philosophical thing mm-hmm. because all you'll get is the flannel and the and the pump and the press releases that my chums in the media say do you know me i had last week um you know the things that take that grow slowly, as opposed to in, instant add water, and there it is. You know what's that? What's that building? It happens in Manhattan all the time. What's that building? Oh, Trevor, it's now going to be that. Oh, yeah, okay, but it was yeah. only that last week. Yeah. So, well, how long did it take? What was what was the initial public reaction to St. John when it first opened? We we got that. I think we know every single pun, whether it's off, awfully good or oh, awful, because they've all the awful yeah. served. Um, awful, it awful. was a people were very kind to start with, um, and it gradually because again it was you know. Uh, Food, it's the same as New York, you know, um, 16 years ago, it was, the world was a different place. You know, we'd, we'd been in um, in um, Melbourne again and, and just watching that through the years where we've done the festival and stuff. And we met David Kinch the first time from Manresa. You think, what lovely things. And there's, sort of, there's the beacon of Alice out there just keeping it going. And now John, but, and there's all these people that have come from different things. So it's kind of, um, what's the word? It's changed. Um, evolved. Evolved. But I think, but they've gone to do what they wanted to do. Does that make sense? I don't, I, so, I mean, it makes perfect you know, so sense to me. If you're going yeah. to use PR, you're buying yourself into it's false. You're only reading what what it says, and then you read. You see a trade magazine. I mean, and, if it yeah. puts, but 
butts in the seats, as they say. Okay. It helps, you know. But, yeah, 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 yeah. but you know, but as far but as stating your stating yeah. your philosophy of your purpose, no. Who it's who better a, to state that? Than yeah, yourself? but a discovered thing is. Um, I guess it's a bit like where we're sitting today. A discovered thing um, becomes something that people take ownership of, or feel and not an allegiance, but it is something they want. To, uh, whereas something that is contrived or pressed or. It's a bit like as advertised on TV. Well, I'm not buying that then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also it means that the money spent is not spent in the right way because it's tough opening a, or a there's hotel. Or there's so much hype um, about a place that yeah. people have distorted expectations or grand yeah. expectations rather than just going and making yeah. an opinion of, for themselves and, and tasting well, I can, like this would be a good spin it back into one of the reasons we're here. Yes. It's a bit like it kind of worries us about the... Um, well, first of all, project. Wait, first oh yeah, of that we haven't mentioned it. Ta-da! <laughs> we have a new announcement, and that is <laughs> announcement of a new project. So okay. yeah, we've so got a new restaurant and a hotel, a small hotel. Yeah. Yes, we're kind of a restaurant with rooms. They're kind of like a restaurant with idea rooms. of of, of a hostelry where you know you can sort of overeat, overdrink, and pass out in the room. <laughs> well, we didn't necessarily. We well, yes, relax after we we, we sort of condensed it down to. Um, because Fergus is the true modernist, I'm just a, a modernist. Um, mm-hmm. But we've now got it down to urban hut meets mini grand. <laughs> kind of, so you could begin to understand where we're, where we're going with this. And Manzi's was a, we didn't know, I was talking to an agent about, oh, what are you up to, Trevor? Cause, oh, well, you know, well, Manzi's said, and we wouldn't go and open a restaurant in a block of, there's a street and there's a, a restaurant for sale. Okay, let's put us in Johnny that. There'll be a trigger somewhere. Yeah. And we both, you know, I first met my father-in-law in Manzi's. You know, it's where the various card games used to go um, take place upstairs. There was an extra room on the first floor of of, um, of bedrooms, and that's because they weren't looking out the window. The people that used that room. <laughs> so it's got and, it, and Fergus's father used to take him there, and oh man, Manzi took the money and is now living in Monte Carlo. <laughs> And the guy, the agent, saying, "But Trevor, you know about?" It? I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Said, but we know we asked. We just said it's a hotel. You've forgotten, haven't you? And Ah, Fergus. Well, there's a story about Beirut. We we really want to do this project in Beirut. Beirut's fantastic food culture. You know about women's place and, and burning of bras and mm-hmm. and, cha- and all that stuff, post-war and everything else. You know, um, we have very good friends. One, she speaks. She's fluent in French, English, and Arabic. She cooks for the family. She has a career, and you think, and and you sit, and we all sit around a table, and we eat, and these are things that punctuate the day. And in a way, you kind of lost. So you can imagine us, they had this opportunity in Ferguson, been to a wedding there, and then someone mentioned, and we suddenly thought, and then we went and we enjoyed it so much. And then the, the troubles became so serious. And I actually said, where is the hole? And he said, you're standing next to it. And that's oh. where they blew up her ear. He went, oh, it wow. was so big, I didn't... And, so, and in the end, which is... So, so the seed was there. There was a seed, the seed about the hotel. And then I looked down the other end. We have this desk that he sits one, and I sit the other end, and I and, like, hmm. and so you know one thing so leads to another. Back, and you went back and chose that that original space. Now yeah. it's um, so. What is the name of the new restaurant? It's about to open. Has it opened? It's going to open in September. Can I just hit something? Yes, do. Okay, <laughs> there, we've we've had to gut it. I don't think there's any more asbestos in it or special permits and everything else it yeah, takes. Cause it's yeah, smack yeah. bang in the middle of town. Leicester Square is down to our south. We're in Chinatown. The Shaftesbury Avenue Theatre Land. We've got. Four or five theatres. It's could, right on Leicester yeah, Road. Right I could throw Leicester. a cricket ball into oh. the foyer. But it was always the back street with the, you call them dumpster trucks, mm-hmm. and the needles and the urine in the morning and the mess and a car park. It was, it was just 
So so we kind of done it again. <laughs> and all the places in the central. So you're going to gentrify a neighborhood and clean it up, right? It'll become yeah, shishi and <laughs> yeah, 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 and then bugger off. No, um, we'll not say that. Um, but it's uh, but again, it's because. You know, then you can see our minds sort of, oh, that would be quite cool to do that. We quite enjoy it because it must be fun. You know, and as St. John has grown, some of our people have gone to open their own restaurants. They're working elsewhere. and But also, you know, 16-year-olds, there's a guy that starts at 19, he's in his 30s, he's married with kids. And, go, and I go, come on, come on, you two. They, they, they threw us up another flight of stairs yeah. in the office because get out of the way. Um, so there's there's lots of little things, and, and it's an opportunity. Keep the interest um, alive. Yeah, well, not only that, it's just... Um, it's it's always circumstance, but it's. And I think we're going to have fun at it. And then, so, so, what's it called? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is very simple. You could guess this. <laughs> How about the St John Hotel? That's pretty good. Right? <laughs> like St John Bread <laughs> and Wine sells bread and wine. <laughs> that's why don't, don't was lose him. <laughs> See now that's PR. That worked. Yeah, it worked yeah. for you in the beginning. Oh, You're going to keep yeah, it working yeah. for you. <laughs> oh God, brand three. That's a brand. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I'm now from here. You go from um, from New York and, and making your announcement at Barbuda with Jonathan Waxman, yeah. um, who was himself an alumni of uh, Chez Panisse and the Alice Water Movement. Indeed. And then you take off next week to, in fact, the Bay Area, and you're going to cook uh, with Chris Cosentino at um, Il Canto yep. and, and Chez Panisse. And, and Chez Panisse. Panisse yeah. And and uh, our friend Mary Sue Millican is going to do, he's got, he's oh, going to yes. do a masterclass yeah, as well on the, dad, right. on the Saturday. Do you know I can't say that word? Sweet dad. Sweet dad. No, you're never going to get it, Trevor. Sweet dad. Sweet dad. Yes, Mary Sue. That's wonderful. So this, all this, to announce the uh, the St. John Hotel on Leicester Road, Leicester on Leicester Street, Leicester Street. Should in, I not do some kind of, on Leicester Street? On Leicester Street. Street. Yes, yeah. well, book early to avoid disappointment. That's okay. I never understood the E twos and the you know the no, Ws. I just I, have, I just look on the map and I find them. Well, Trevor, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you I mean, and we did miss fergus but you are i mean you being the seasoned restaurateur him being the you know the the guy well, who wanted to cook the innards, there is a good thing i mean yeah. we, he he and i love food and wine so it means he can what? do the food and i'll do the wine and wit and there we, then we have lunch there you go and that's lunch <laughs> which he's got to cook today <laughs> they're well, they having a great time but they you know i'm, sorry, I'm really sorry that fergus isn't here but yeah as i said lunch and the customers comes first that's true so. that's true so for those of you who aren't familiar with nose to tail cooking or the whole beast um i urge you to take a look at that if you get to london certainly check out st john hotel and the but, other st john, yeah, but, but, please, st. john. In, but september september I, in september I, I don't want this pressure we're worried about this <laughs> oh well, when you were open <laughs> Well, I just yeah. also wanted to mention that um, The Whole Beast, Nose to Tail Eating, was the first book and the one that just you know skyrocketed to, uh, to cult status. And it has been followed up. In 2007, Fergus published Beyond Nose to Tail Eating, and uh, that has some, other, some more wonderfully delicious recipes in it. And I, I, not that I need to remind people, but I just want to add that, yes, this is kind, was considered... Um, rough around the edges cooking it was adventurous cooking but it is wonderfully delicious i mean he is, fergus is an amazing chef and it's really wonderful tasting food not a gimmick i'd say, and, I'd say yeah, it's that that thing uh when he's talking with you know talking about the textures mm-hmm. of all awful you know and the pink and plastic stuff which we all rail on about yeah. is you know if you you know it's a supermarket it's a global global bit like cars i guess and they don't even the people don't know what's in them that's right. in that pink plastic they never probably don't know what a cow is yeah. you know that's, that's just right. a bouncy that's thing right. I saw when I last watched children's TV or something you know yeah. it's, um, yeah. and there is 
There's an idea that there should be some responsibility. Does that make sense? Yes, it yeah, is. Responsible. Yeah. Respons- sustainable yeah. eating, yeah. sustainable cooking, yeah. sustainable yeah. responsibility to the land, to the animals. To, you know, it's, yeah. You're right in there. Well, thank yeah. you so much for <laughs> joining me on today's show. <laughs> and I want to thank our sponsor, The Barter House. And as always, our producer, Jack Inslee, and our engineer, Nat Wiener. You've been listening to A Taste of the Past on Heritage Radio Network.